0: What's up, guys? This is your host, Jay, and welcome to the 91 Perspective Podcast. This is season two, episode nine, and this show is a safe space for people of different backgrounds that have different perspectives, and we talk about various topics that you may not be aware of, and we can shed light on different things. So that's kind of the intro I'm going for. I don't, I don't actually have my thing in front of me. I got to remember my intro starting off, but that's just going into it. So today's topic that we're going to talk about and something that has been on my mind for many years, I really want to bring this up as a Christian, as a believer um, who is saved, because um, people when they hear believer and say they might not understand someone who accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior so when you accept when you do that you are now saved and you're a believer because you believe in Christ being the Savior the Messiah for the world and also you believed in what God has done for humanity Um, from since the, the, the crucifixion up until this point just clarifying that for people that may not understand believer saved it, you know it's 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 in that in this it's in those simple terms but anyway the topic we're gonna discuss today and this is a question I wanted to ask and I want to dive into it should we question if Christians are truly saved or not now now, you know, I'm going to ask that, I'm going to ask that question again, and it's something for my listeners, for you guys out there, I want you to really think about this. If you are a believer and you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and savior of your life, the question I have for you all is, should we question if Christians are truly saved or not? That's the topic for today. But before I get into that, I want to address episode 8 and kind of clarify um, some of the views me and my girl Charlie, we spoke about coming to, coming to the church as you are. Now, um, my intentions with this episode is to not shame anyone, <clears throat> whether you believe in Jesus Christ or or not, Whether you are a churchgoer or not. I think a lot of times nowadays, um, it's so easy in societies and society in general. I'm part of the American society. Um, but it, it's, it has been a... This thing called shaming has been a part of other societies in the world. Shaming people for the things that they do, whether right or wrong. And it's very prevalent, especially in America with this whole cancel culture and having to be politically correct. And you have to, um, you can't just say anything, which I, I don't see that as such a bad thing. You, you do have to be very thoughtful with your words but at the same time the double-edged sword to that is that you can't say anything even if it's constructive critiquing or criticism you know if you're if you're going to critique something critique it with the intentions of uh, of of helping not harming. So my intentions for this episode is not to shame anyone, just to kind of have a discussion on this on this question, this thought, because I, I see it sometimes in the church or I or I I hear it when they say you may have the question: Are they truly saved? So my thing is this actually goes this actually goes with what I was talking about. Uh, last episode, as far as coming to the church as you are. Now, now, as you all know, you guys probably all know what a church is. It's a place where people go to to uh, worship in God, um, to also to share fellowship. You know, it's people that of like minds sharing the same faith or belief system or uh, religion. <laughs> Excuse me. Just had breakfast. Cheerios with um, what is it? What I, I had almond and cashew milk. But what I did was I actually put peanut butter in it on the stove and I boiled the milk and mixed the peanut butter while it was while the milk was hot, just so that I can get this nice peanut butter almond cashew creaminess with a touch of natural organic uh brown sugar the sugar cane sugar and also well where how else is sugar sugar gonna come from it comes from a sugar cane not the white sugar not the processed or refined bleached no that's not good the regular cube-like sugar brown sugar with raisins did that got it to like a nice warm temperature a nice smoothie smooth consistency Put that in the um put materials in and just had that warm cereal <laughs> aside from that that's where that's where i'm burping from but to talk about coming to the church as you are a lot of times in the church and like i said it's not to shame anyone in the church it's just to process how uh Church culture and how people do things, and people are still people in the church. But when you come to the church and you are not familiar with new churchgoers or people that are coming to get the word, get a good sermon that can uplift them and, and possibly spark them to want to accept Jesus Christ into their life, sometimes the people can be very judgmental and they say certain things that. Push people away or turn people off. Um, When there was a church I used to go to for a very long time. I go to a different church um, uh, now in in Queens, but there's a church in my hometown that I used to go to very frequently. And when I used to be in the men's class after church, it was like Bible study. You know, a lot of times the, the teacher for that Bible study class, he would use the phrase, um you know, if you're truly saved or, you know, in reference to maybe a conversation of, of a story and, and just how, you know, people do things and live their life. And as a Christian believer, you have to question, is that person truly saved? Now you can look at it two ways and I'm going to give you my two ways how I look at it. Um, First off, it can be convicting the the convicting the, uh, the other person in front of you when you say that message putting a conviction in them to, if, if if sometimes you can say a phrase that sparks something in a person to where okay well i'm i'm asking this question to maybe challenge you and and there's a lot of times in, in cases where people to, to convict certain people or to convict people get them that conviction You may challenge them with a question. So if you are on the softball team and your coach, he really wants to motivate you guys and get that fire and conviction in you to be better uh, softball players. He might say, um, I'm just going to make up a phrase. Um, But he might he might say, are you guys champions if your champions will be here on time, we'll practice. Are, are we are we truly champions like we say we are? You know, questions like that provokes people. It's it's thought provoking. It is it is conviction. Stirring and 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 passion flame building within that heart of yours to to really get together and to do something. So that's one way. Another way, how I look at it, and it can go into these lines, and maybe it might not be the intention of the person who's saying it, but shaming, and it can be used in a negative way to shame. See. When you ask a question to somebody to to, to, to spark something in them, you could either do it in two ways. You can either help them or you can harm them. The two H's, is what I, I love. The, two, the double H, help versus harm. You can weaponize your question to somebody or you can heal somebody with your question. See, if you're coming to church and you... Didn't grow up in the church and you didn't you didn't come into that thought process, someone saying that may turn you off. But then again, you're you're with your fellow brethren and you kind of know some of the people at the church. If it's a bigger church, it's harder to know every single person that comes in, and, and especially if it's a big church and they say it's maybe a more commercial church where people are talking about it, you're gonna get a, a flow of different people every single Sunday. So you can't really be politically correct or tippy to till every uh for every single person that comes, even if it's a Bible study class. You know, if you're a big church, you might you might have a, a class of like a hundred men that you know, maybe half of them are church members that consistently go. Maybe the other twenty, uh they kinda come and, they, and they're like Every so often, they're not church members, but they, they come, whatever. And then, like, the other ten are, are complete new strangers. Um, so, you you know, you, you, you can't... Sometimes you're not going to always touch all your all of your bases within a... Maybe the class might be 20 to 30 minutes or, or less. It just... It kind of is that way. If it's more smaller, you, can, you know, you can be a little bit more intimate and... Um, you can uh, express some of the nuances and have some of a, a, a conversation. Um, I know that there are churches that are developing conversations around learning to walk with God. What are the steps to building that relationship and coming together as as a person that's in the world to a person that is... Um, Still in the world, but now has a mindset or is starting to build the mindset of God and Jesus Christ. So when you ask the question, should we question if uh, Christians are truly saved? My thing is this. Excuse me. If I think there's a way. And I was just talking to my girl about this. It's, it's like fast shaming. Um, I think there's a way where you can encourage someone without shaming them. And I, and like I said, sometimes that's not the intention. But when we're talking about salvation, and we're talking about y- your 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 where you're gonna go into your afterlife and how and how to live your life on this earth, to where. It's pleasing to God. You, you have to be sensitive to those people that are really, really wanting to know and learn. Because every single person that comes into that church is coming in with their own background and experiences that they're dealing with. And I believe I believe in addressing those issues head on. Not everyone can do that. Even if you're saved, even if you're a deacon, even if you're teaching a class in in, in church, not everyone can do that. Right. But I, I know there's a way and there are people that are doing it where they can address the person first before addressing the whole entire issue. Let's go to even people that are in the church. You have people that are struggling with their own demons. Excuse me. And now you're telling me you're questioning my faith? You're questioning my salvation? That Actually, that's, that's, that's actually um, the big thing, I think, that gets me upset. Me personally, me, Jay what gets me upset is um, if you're I'm struggling with something that I've been doing for so many years the way I grew up in my family of origin and you're questioning my salvation which was told to me that was it was a gift from someone that loves you unconditionally and I want to change but yet one, this is what's been keeping me going and I I do want to get rid of it, but how? And who's willing to open up about this type of thing that I'm struggling with? And some of us have to have this same issue, but no one's talking about it. See, when we talk about coming to the church as you are, and a lot of times it's hard for people to do that because they don't feel the love coming right off the bat being very judgmental and saying things that it's not um, really fully thought-provoking and it's just a way of talk and, and it's just normal because you're you know you're older and sometimes it I will say the teacher that used to say this he was an older gentleman could, could be my father so they have a certain way in a mindset it's not as open and as free There's nothing wrong with old fashioned ways or, or, or thinking it's only, it's only detrimental when it's crippling and when it's not, there's no growth. That's why out with the old and with the new, but I do still believe in some old fashioned values that should be refined in a positive way, not a negative way, right? So people come to church, they're dealing with mental issues, they're dealing with emotional issues, they're dealing with physical issues, financial issues, and obviously the biggest one why they're there, spiritual issues. So questioning one's faith, I feel like it's very touchy because when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord over your life and Savior from saving you of your sins and acknowledging what God has done for you by sending his only begotten son from heaven onto earth as a human baby to grow up 33 years to now die for all of our sins, for all of humanity, for from that point on till now and and continuing, when you got saved, you didn't change automatically. Some people have, some people didn't. Probably for some people... It was an instant shift. For others, it's a process. Everyone is different. There's not one single same person. Everyone is unique. That's why the word unique exists. One type of person or being like this that exists. Solely, specifically, uniquely. So, you know, uh, like a, a... a couple of weeks ago, my pastor actually spoke about this. He actually preached on preached on this thing um, about loving one another, um, especially in the church, and it it goes for people that are in the church, but it also should extend to people that are, are newcomers that come to the church, and and it should also extend outwardly to the world. And I'm I want to bring up a scripture that kind of touches on this. So I'll give you Romans, uh, chapter 12. It goes from, what it goes from verse 10 to 13 and I'll break it down like this. So this is what the scripture says. And I'm reading the NIV version. So it is, uh, Romans, Romans chapter 12, verse 10 through 13. Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. I believe this was a letter written by Paul Um, It's always good to give context. I don't have the full context, so I'm not going to explain it. But essentially what these uh, verses are talking about is loving one another and being committed to love one another. Like I said, when people come to church, they're dealing with mental issues, emotional issues, physical issues, financial issues, and spiritual issues that honestly, I don't think a lot of churches are able to, not that they can't, not that they don't have the potential to deal with them. There are churches that can't handle all those issues. See, probably at that time, like when I, what I can, um, I will say this if you're coming from an area where you're um you don't have much and a lot of times people in disenfranchised areas that don't have much and they come from dysfunctional backgrounds the church is 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 a place of stability it's a foundation to build back up people that are weak like i said before the church is a hospital it should be a hospital so if these places are like families. People that come into the church, they might be strangers and don't know each other, but once they're in the church, they start to get to know each other. So it's a family environment. And with that, you're, you're helping one another because you're family. The outside world is not really doing it for you. So these strangers that are, are now building as your family, God wants you to love them because they're hurt and they're broken just like how you was and God brought you in and I think in today some churches are able to do that based on how the the foundations of it or the structure of it and and how they run things and other churches have a harder time achieving this this is no shade or shame to any church it's just This is a conversation to be had. When it talks about pretty much never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual favorite. It's like having that passion, that, that spiritual passion and fire, not only within your heart, but within your mind. It's, 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 it's tough. You know, every, I would say every era, every, uh, generation has their own struggles that they deal with and that was probably a concern in the church um even back uh, you know hundreds of thousands of years ago in paul's time where this is it is, is is always a concern within the church like I said everyone's coming with their own issues and not only that they're coming from different backgrounds you got people from different countries and in those different countries, there are different types of people within those countries, different belief systems, and if you're coming from a different religion, you you know, you, those that residue is still there, you know, and sometimes people are prejudiced. So when it comes to helping one another, they may not get assistance like that from the outside world. But this church that, is, that says that, hey, listen, we serve a God that created all men. We're here to love one another. People expect that. Now, I don't believe in taking advantage of 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 kind hearted people in a negative way. You can take advantage in a positive way. Okay, take advantage of of services, of services, Um, my tongue twisting words. But just because you're a Christian, just because you're a Christian, I don't believe in people just coming up to you and asking for money, like, oh well, you're a Christian, give me your money. And that's happened to me before years ago. I'm not going to just give you my money just because you're a Christian. If you're going to tell me like that, you know, it's one thing to, to, to ask for help. And you're not telling me your motive. I I can't make an assumption off of you. Just, Hey, um, can you spare me a dollar? Which a lot of people we, we do do that. Or, Hey, can you, I think it'll be better like hey can you um i'm kind of hungry you think you can give me some food even if it's a stranger for me i can't assume you're gonna do that if you're asking for food it's one thing for money i can't assume the worst you know i you know it, it happens i'm not perfect i you know if i depending on what the person looks like and things like that. I shouldn't just go off of appearances, but it's called wisdom. I think there is a nuance to how you deal with it. But the point I'm trying to make is if you're coming to ask me for money and it's not an outright, you're deliberately telling me like, oh, I'm ask, I'm asking you only because you're a Christian, then you have a better chance of me giving you money to help you out because God blessed me to be able to be a blessing to others. But if you're going to outright tell me, then I have the right reserved to me and, and to, you know, use my wisdom and say, Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it to you. Hey, that's just me, you know? and, And I think that's using wisdom and there are many different teachings in the Bible that talks about those things but now in the modern age there there, could, there are some addendums as far as excuse me uh mental health and 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 things of that nature let me let me just say this when you really when you when you read the bible for guidance and you and also when you okay i believe there are two ways you can read the bible I'm not going to say you should, but I think there are two ways to read the Bible or three. Uh, reading the Bible subjectively with your bias, be, obviously, because this is uh, spiritual literature, you are looking at this to, for, for guidance and to, and to honor God because his word is in the Bible. That's a, You're reading it from a bias like, OK, I, I'm reading this in favor of it subjectively the second way you could read it is objectively reading it for knowledge getting the facts seeing what god is talking about because if you if you do it that way you can understand all the nuances and things that god talks about in the bible how he supports those that believe in him and even those and even those that believe in him if they turn if they're disobedient he even shows like i'm fair to all people you know if you do wrong i have to punish you how can i be a just god if the people that are my people if they do wrong why would i not reprimand them and there's a bunch of different things and the third way i think you can um read the bible is of research purposes to verify why not okay you can you you can put god's word to the test if you want to read other books and facts and get context within the bibles because a lot of times you know with the information reading it objectively you can do your research to 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 give you more like, okay, let me look this up and see how true this is and everything like that. But with that being said, that issue that is addressed in the Bible from Romans chapter 12 talks about love and, you know, Hey, questioning one's salvation, I can point out many different, uh, I won't say many. I could point out some instances where people have been challenged, or I'm going to say challenged. That's not the right word. People that you thought, people that you, people that you think sh- uh, wouldn't be saved or shouldn't have gotten saved, got saved. Like the, uh, the, I believe the thief on the on the cross. It was it was Jesus. Another guy and the thief, and the thief. You have to imagine. This is like the. This is you're, you're you're going to die. This is your last time on earth, and he was just on the brink of death. And he and he spoke with Jesus Christ and asked, like, "Would you remember me?" And and um, I, I believe Jesus said something along the lines, "You will rest with me in paradise." And if you really think about that man, most of his life, he probably was on the the bad side of life. He, he wasn't on the right side of life, but at least he recognized who he was with. He probably, maybe I've seen this man, heard about this man. This man is totally innocent and, and does not even deserve to be on here, but he's here with me. I think that was, uh, I think that was just showing God's grace. Jesus mercy. He's a savior. He saved him. Mankind would question, why would Jesus save a man like him? He's a thief. Who is he to go to the kingdom of heaven? So I get the convicting part, conviction building, passion, flame stirring. But if you're going to shame someone of, of of their walk with God, like one, I think it's one thing to, to just, uh, let believers know whatever your walk with whatever is your walk with god whether man or woman whatever you're struggling with wherever those demons are and sometimes it feels good to be in company with your demons for a time remember your walk your relationship with god make sure you accept jesus christ into your life because he's your lawyer He's your advocate. They use that word in church, but I'm using layman's terms in, in, in modern time. He's your lawyer. He's going to talk to God like, hey, listen, listen, she was out here. She uh, she had a whole phase right now. Well, she had well, she's still having a whole phase. Um, you know, uh, for all those kids out there, close your ears. You, you'll learn that later when you get older. But she's having a whole phase right now. God just she's going through a tough time. Forgive her she's she's on her knees she's repenting i know it's a i know it's a thing she's doing but just please god i i I grant that i i hear you i hear you my son because she she recognized that she needs you in her life or or he's out or this guy he's out there hey listen he's he's swindling people off their taxes he's committing white collar crimes uh uh, Lord, he's not doing the right thing, but I, I know he's going. This this is going to be for your glory later on. Just please give him some grace. Yes, I I hear you, my son. I'm I'm gonna I I'm gonna you know I forgive him. Speaking of grace, that's actually something else that I wanted to bring up to you guys. When it comes to this walk with 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 Jesus Christ and and our salvation. So I want to bring to you like another another uh scripture that really is 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 really interesting to 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 point out. And I have 2 Corinthians <laughs> excuse me chapter 12 verse 6 through Nine, And it starts like this, the NIV version. So I believe this is Paul. I believe this is Paul. And where it starts with verse six is, even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. I love this. I love these verses. Uh, Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse six through nine. Look at it like this. When we when I talk about this question and it's and it's taught in some churches, you know, you might have to question if they're saved or not. Really? Do I have to show you how saved I am? Now, my you, you know, you know, a person by their fruits, but then there are people that just do it to show off. And Paul clearly talks about this where, you know. Boasting. Boasting is a thing. Like people that are self-righteous would do this. Well, I'm truly saved. This look at me, this is how I live. Versus I'm saved, but I'm not gonna speak on it. I'm not I'm I'm not and what I mean by that is I'm not gonna boast about all of the good things that I'm doing. And boasting could just be bragging, outright Bragging. There's nothing wrong with vocalizing all There's nothing wrong with vocalizing good things that you do. But sometimes, and a person knows this, when you're dealing with a person that may not be on your level, you're not going to do that to, to make them feel insecure. And I know a lot of people say, well, they shouldn't feel insecure. No, there's a thing about being sensitive to another person, there's a thing about being empathetic. I, I, I could be the smartest person in my class. I'm not gonna talk about how super, super great I am and brag about it. But I can be. But while maybe instead of me talking a lot, let me say, Hey, you need any help? Like, um, you know, when when do you get off from from school? I, you know, I, I, I have practice at this time. I know you you stay in the library. You guys play cards or board games. Uh, if if you're done, like after this time, you know, I can we can study in the library. You know, I know how you feel about like uh you know being out in the hallways a lot of the kids that are rambunctious like you know you're, you're you're you are the person who can show them what it means and maybe it influences them to 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 take on those characteristics and be better for themselves and not to be you but but to be a better version of themselves and i and, and, and look at it like this in this situation with, with Paul. People could look at him and see how he's afflicted and could question his own salvation like, well, if God truly loved them, and if he was truly saved by Jesus Christ and he's such a great person and he's an apostle, you know, surely God would have healed him if he truly was saved. He you know if you're saved, you have favor, you have access to God, he would heal you. He because of, of his love. He oh, he's guys, he's not truly saved. He he's something with him is something's wrong with him. No. You know, Paul talks about becoming conceited. We're human. It it can happen to us. We get big-headed. So <laughs> guys, look. Let me tell you something about love. And grace. When you understand God's purpose for mankind, you can go in there with a sense of... of... of tranquility... And, and humility. So when you're dealing with people... You understand that God gave you enough grace in your life to be the person, the man or woman of God that you are. So you understand like, where did this grace come from? Remember my children, that grace that I gave you is my love. That's my love for you. See, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness because of the demons that you've dealt with, the struggles that you deal with, because I am strong and you're and you're strong within me, people can see, oh, wait, you have a private conversation with somebody like I've been going through this for X amount of years and you know, and this was my breakthrough, but maybe that might not be your breakthrough. But if he did it for me, he could do it for you. Oh, wow. You're just like me. Yes, I'm just like you. That doesn't make me better than you or lesser than you. It just means I'm better off with Jesus Christ and God in my life. Love transforms. Love is truth and truth is love when you, and when you, and when the truth is revealed to you, it's ultimately, it's ultimately God's love for you. Cause if he didn't love you enough, he wouldn't told you the truth. I remember when love is involved, there's a, there's transformation. Love conquers all. I'm telling you, it's the truth. It happens. It's real. But we have poor examples and I'm not shaming anyone. I'm just speaking in general in this conversation. But we have poor examples of that or our our idea of love, our moral version of love. We need to what we need to do. And this is me giving advice. Now, this is me. Uh, projecting in this episode let's align our morals with God's morals getting it lined up straight with his at the head because he knows what's right for us like honestly and it's and it's not that he want to change who you are he wants to change the things that you do our ways and whatever persons and, and whatever person's walk look like is their walk you you shouldn't judge based off their appearance because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know God may be putting them in that situation for a specific reason because he said his weak his you know, his power is made perfect through through your weakness. Or or I would give you this exact quote, but he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you for my power not paul's not 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 uh uh judas not not abraham not no he's talking about himself my power is made perfect in weakness he he didn't i just say in your weakness as like i'm throwing in my words in there he says in weakness just the actual um um thing of uh, I, I, don't, I don't have the terminology at, at my disposal right now, but weakness in itself, his power is made perfect in weakness. God shows up the best, like, why why am I gonna come to strong? L- let me show you how great I am with this little thing. You'll really know how powerful I am as if, God. If, if I, if I, it's like, it's like fighting the most powerfulest character in a fighting game. And on his worst day, on his worst day, he has a fever, a sickness, the corona, he got everything. And he's like, and mind you, he's at maybe 30%. He's like, I'm going to use just five five of that percent to fight you. And he still mops the floor with you. You're like, you might have a slight chance, but you're like, I... I have I have no chance of, of this this guy's. He's so powerful. So that's what God is like in in weakness. He is he'll show up for you and sh- and he'll show you like okay, look what I can do. Why not serve me? If anyone would ever question, tell them what I've done for you in weakness. Hey, you'll be surprised. So guys i want to ultimately give credit to first and foremost i want to give credit to god i want to give credit to my lord and savior jesus christ i'm telling you if you're if you're um been following on this podcast god talk god and jesus talk or conversation is are going to come up throughout these podcasts I'm, i'm Listen, God has done so much for me in my life. I'm going to advocate for him. He's been advocating for me. I'm going to do it in my own way. And, and you know, something that, excuse me, it's like a gentle voice that kind of told me something that I'm starting to do more as I get older. This year, I'll be 29 in April, April 14th. So just letting you guys know. So you guys have a record on my episode when my birthday is. So anyway... A a, a, kind of like a small voice just was telling me lean into the uncomfortable things or lean into the things that are uncomfortable i'm paraphrasing what was told to me but lean into the things that are uncomfortable and for me what spoke to my heart is talking about issues that people are afraid to talk about that some people in the church may not be used to hearing um And I, and I know how to talk and I know how to break things down in a way that is very digestible for people to, to, you know, take in and really, uh, that's really thought provoking, but I could not be here and do this without God and Jesus Christ. God gets all the glory. He gets all the honor and praise. So God gets all the credit. And also, I want to shout out to all of the believers out there that are walking, that are walking with God. And if they're having a hard time and they feel like their backs are against the wall, listen, it's okay. God is going to take you through it. It is going to be hard. It's some, it's a lot of times it's not going to be pleasant And and there are times where you're not going to like God in the process. Trust me, I've been there. That's real talk. However, that is my relationship with God. And that is the reason why we need Jesus Christ in our life, because he sent Jesus Christ to bridge the gap for us. Some are going to say, why do we need a man to talk for us for God? That should be between us and him. Well, because we separated ourselves that's the truth but I'm gonna leave it at that you know just wanted to bring it up guys so if you like what you heard in fact if you if you stayed here to the end of this episode thank you I love you I appreciate you so much you guys are so great to me um, if you like what you heard you know leave me a comment you guys can actually like send a voice note on anchor and, and, and leave me a comment and you know and tell me what you thought um, you know what do you think what do you think about that question should we question if christians are truly saved or not i think when you're when you're going into that you're in touchy territory i understand the two point i understand the two ways of how you can of how you can you can do that where you're you, you are um convicting people or shaming but should we should we should we question if christians are truly saved or not i think it gets muddy there in my opinion but that's all i have to say for you guys if you um guys want to follow me you guys can go to my instagram accounts i have 91 dreams 91 dreams apparel where i sell my merch the shop site link is in the bio you can also go to 91 draws i have no content up there yet i I do want to put some of my artwork out there um So you can go follow me on on those three Instagram accounts. You can go to my YouTube channel, The 91 Box. That is my channel for all my different shows I have on there. 91, Dreams, Unbox Me 91, The 91 Perspective Podcast. I do put snippets up there. And also I have, uh, there's another 91 Draws. I will be doing like drawing videos that in the future, they will come there. And I have a Patreon account. You can save it on your favorites in your, in your browser, on your phone, or on your desktop. It's the 91 Box Production on Patreon. No content is up there right now. Content will be coming soon. And I'll set up something so where you guys can support me for whatever amount I set up. Um, but yeah, uh, I think there was something else. Oh yeah, just another thing. Um, episode 10. I have my good friend on who is a PI, which is a private investigator. So look out for that. And starting later on this coming year, I will be getting into some more like video game art slash anime uh, or movie TV film type stuff. We're going to be exploring those those uh, mediums and also how race plays a part in those things. You know, it's going to be some fun, interesting topics I'm going to be bringing up. So I want to do that later on, like spring, summertime or so, like, you know, because Attack on Titan is coming. I'm telling you guys, season four, the final season is coming. All right, guys, I'm going to cut it off here. I love you. You guys have a wonderful day and much love. Peace to you guys. Peace. This is Jay and I'm out.